What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I want to welcome you wherever you're listening from. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I am so glad that you guys are here with us today. So this month's special guest is our none other than my beefcake, a.k.a. my husband. If you don't recognize his name or know him personally, you are missing out. He is currently our executive pastor at our home church, Word of Life Church. Ryan has been in full-time ministry for 17 years now. He is the dad to our three precious boys and a devout OU Boomer Sooner fan and a Kansas City Chiefs fan as well. Everybody, please welcome my beefcake, Ryan. Hey, is there anything that you can think of that you want to share about anything that I kind of left out in that short intro? Okay, so a few things that um, about me that I, I enjoy doing and, and love as well as I'm a huge fan of coffee, but not just any coffee. I don't like trashy, cheap coffee. I like nice coffee. And uh, years ago, whenever I moved out here, um, I didn't know anything about coffee, but my best friend, Pastor Joel Sims, introduced this to me years ago and has taught me the finer things of the coffee life. (laughs) So much appreciation to him for that. And, uh, now, um, I think it'd probably be safe to say that I have a bit of a coffee addiction. And uh, when I go through the Starbucks drive-through, a lot of times they kind of give me big eyes and jaws dropped about how much caffeine or how many shots of espresso I'm getting. So anyway, it's kind of a joke when I go to the coffee shop. Uh, but in addition to that, um, I love to laugh. Um, people ask me um, who, who I think the funniest person is. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm the funniest person I know because I like to laugh at myself a lot. So you probably hear lots of laughs today uh, during the podcast as we're teasing each other back and forth. But, uh, yeah, those are just a couple of extra things about me. Oh my goodness. That is so true. He does love coffee. Um, we literally go, I think to the coffee store, some days, um, morning and evening as well. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how we met. Do you want to go first or me? Yeah, not so. We met, gosh, it's been close to 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I grew up in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and uh, hoping to Bible school in Rama out there. And uh, during that time, um, I graduated high school and uh, started first year of college and uh, was kind of just really starting to live for God again. And um had changed my life to start going in the right direction. And, um, during that time, my sister had got introduced to, to hope and, uh, went to a a youth camp with her and, uh, she came back in town for a camp meeting, um, that summer. And, uh, so we got kind of introduced for the first time. My sister was working with, um, hope's brother uh, at the coffee bank there at Rama. And, um, 
So I remember when I first laid eyes on her for the first time, she was driving my sister's car that she had just got. And my sister would not even let me drive her car. So I thought, who in the world is this girl that my own sister won't even let me drive her car? And she's pulling up and my sister's brand new forerunner. So anyway, that was the first time that uh, we locked eyes on each other. And uh, during that time, uh, came meeting was going on. And uh, so... Man, there I was. I'd, I'd go to my classes during the day, camp meeting at night, and uh, we go with groups of friends uh, to sit in the services and things like that. And I uh, just got to spend a decent amount of time with each other during that week. And uh, really, by the the last night, um, I think we were at a Denny's with a group of people, yes. and um, we were sitting on the same side of a booth. And uh, legs touched a few times, and I guess sparks flew a little bit, and. Uh, so I, I offered to drive her uh, back to her place where she was staying. And um, probably like two hours later, sitting in the, the driveway there, just talking about life and different things. Um, just I think it, we both began to realize that there was really something there. And uh, so anyway, it, it got to be late and she needed to, to kind of go back, um, get some sleep because they were driving back to Mississippi the next day. And uh, so me just trying to hope that this was not going to be the last time that I saw her, I just kind of put it out there and said, hey, uh, maybe just shoot me a text or give me a call. Let me know when you, when you got in okay. And uh, I just was hoping and, and praying that she would do that, that she wouldn't forget about me after that night. And uh, so she ended up texting and calling me, and um, the, the phone was burning up from that point on. <laughs> Uh, us just talking every single night. And uh, so that was just kind of where it, it first began. Mm-hmm. I remember that night pretty much as well. I mean, for sure, you know, eating at Denny's, that's not any of our favorites. <laughs> um, <laughs> fast forward a few years now. Um, but I do remember that moment where I was driving back from Oklahoma and just completely almost heartbroken because I literally knew in that moment, like, Oh my gosh, I totally want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And I wasn't really dating per se someone at that moment, but um, was kind of talking to another person at that time. And I just remember like when we got home from Oklahoma, Um, We were getting ready to go back out for a family vacation, just the three people in my family. And all I could think about the whole time was I need to like get out of whatever this other thing, friendship thing is so that I can start pursuing after beefcake, like just really dive into that, whatever that's like, because I'm a hundred percent convinced, like he is the one for my life. And so I did that. I made that decision like cold turkey and I have no regrets whatsoever. Looking back, it literally has been one of the best decisions of my entire life is um, saying I do to my beefcake. And so, um, okay. Okay, so if you're new to the podcast, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit to more a funny moment. So 
Um, we do this where as we're interviewing people, we kind of ask some fun questions now that we have a little bit of background info on today's guest. And so if I can ask you just a few fun questions, mm -hmm. um, what gets you up in the morning? Um, really, I would probably say the first answer would be you get me up in the morning. Um, hope is always the first one up and um, I will try to stay in the bed. Um, as long as possible on, on most mornings and uh but she gets the whole house up she's she's amazing like that and uh gets us all going she she keeps us running but outside of uh, hope getting me up in the morning is uh man i've got to have coffee i've got to have strong coffee i wake up thinking about the moment that i will put my lips around my green straw from my starbucks uh venti cold brew with two shots uh it's it's what I get excited about first thing in the morning. Okay. What is a current must-have product in your life that in your mind you just simply cannot live without it? Um, when you sent me the questions earlier, the first thing that kind of came to mind is um, I've got crazy hair. And so all my boys do too. We've got to have some sort of gel or paste or hairspray or product. Um, Otherwise, we will come out of the house looking crazy and probably a little bit homeless. So I've got to have that product <laughs> or people will think something's not right with me. Yeah, it's basically like a bunch of calyx. Yeah, I have calyx all over my hair. So it, it takes specialists, uh, specialists from around the country to cut my hair. So what kind of uh, product hair gel would that be? Like what's your favorite one that you use? Um, I usually use some sort of paste, um, so I try different things and uh, most stuff will not hold my hair down and uh, so that's a problem. And the stuff that usually does hold my hair down looks like I have glue in my hair. So yeah, this is, uh, this is my life, it's my struggle. <laughs> okay, question number three, if you could describe one word in this season right now in 2020 of your life what would that one word be and why i think for me the word would be is learning um you know i'm, I'm middle-aged now and we've got a family our, our kids are growing up and so we've we've lived enough life by this point where you you really start to figure some things out but i feel like the things out ahead that god has for our family or us personally that I really just kind of sense in my heart that God wants me to learn some new things, um, to develop in some new things during this season for whatever he has out ahead um, so that I can learn those things to impart them to my kids, um, to the place that I'm, I'm serving, um, to the church I serve at, uh, to the people that I know and love. So I just I'd sense in my heart that um, it's time for me to, to learn some new things so that I can be my best for the people in my life. That's good. Okay, so on Straight Talk, you guys know we talk in topics with hashtags. And so today's hashtag is actually called This Is Us. When I asked Beefcake to be on the podcast, at first he just kind of grinned ear to ear like 
he wanted to be, but wasn't so sure about, does he really need to do it? That kind of thing. But of course you guys know me, like, I'm like, you need to do this. Our listeners so want to hear from you. And so we threw around some different hashtags and really nothing stuck. And then a few days later, I saw a preview of the show, This Is Us. And I said, that is it. So here we are on hashtag This Is Us. So you and I actually, when the show first came out, we watched the show. Mm -hmm. And almost every time we watched it, man, did it move us. The show causes you to kind of like look at your own life and begin to put things in perspective and then make you evaluate kind of where you are in your own life at that moment, like the things that matter the most. Um, with that being said, many times I think we go through the season of life where some seasons are fast paced, some are a little slower, some seasons are a little rougher. Um, but yet through all those seasons, the one thing that remains true and stays the same is always Jesus. And so you and I have gone through a lot of different seasons. I mean, we've been married going on 17 years and that is a really long time. We got married when we were at a very young age, um, pretty much kids, it yeah. seems like. Um, and so we've experienced a lot of different seasons of life through marriage, through engagement, through kids, through a season of years where we didn't have any kids, yeah. didn't even know we could have kids um, or couldn't have kids. And so there's even been seasons where we've had where we were focused on our careers and purpose. But yet through all these different seasons of our This Is Us, it has been steady where God has always been the first and foremost and center of everything that we do. So looking back from if you could say who you were when we first met at age 18, 19, me, 2021, 20, to now we're in these ages in our mid-30s approaching our 40s. Holy mm -hmm. Father, that's amazing. Right. Um, now that we're in 2020, what would you say to this hashtag, this is us, like 18 years later, that was me then, but mm -hmm. this is me now. What would you say to all that? I mean, marriage, life. Yeah. No, for me, kind of the first thing that comes to mind is I tell people when I got married, um, I was 19 and there's a funny story because I was so young, and even to this day, when I shave my beard, I, I look like a so child. much, yeah, like a child, so much, so much younger, uh, which is nice in one way as I get older, but it's also embarrassing all at the same time uh, to look that young. You got good genes. Yeah, so thankful for that. But no, we did this um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, Christmas wrapping um, oh, thing yes. one year at the mall. And uh, to help out FCA to raise some money, we had just got married. So we had our wedding rings on, of course. And uh, so during that time, there was another volunteer up there. We didn't know him. And um, I found out after the fact that this guy pulled Hope aside and said, did you see that guy over there? He had a wedding ring on. Is he serious? Like he is too young to even be married. And uh, Hope just kind of shrugged her shoulders and was like, you know, I know, right? And uh, he is really young and never told the guy that, <laughs> that yeah, that's my husband. And uh, anyway, that's that's how much of a boy I look like. I look like a, a teenager with a wedding ring on his dad's wedding ring. And when I look at our, our wedding pictures, uh, I looked extremely young. But now during that time of life, I mean, I would describe myself as 
um, a boy in so, in so much of so many different ways um, where I didn't know a lot about a lot. And um, so we were married and uh, trying to figure things out, um, still immature in a lot of different ways in hindsight, looking at it, um, trying to be a good spouse, um, trying to be good in our careers and in our callings, um, trying to be good at a lot of things and trying to just figure it out day by day. Um, and then it shifted gears into um, wanting to start a family. And so that's brand new. There's a side of you that comes out whenever you have kids that you just don't know exist. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I look at some people that are a little bit younger sometimes and they seem a little bit stressed or like they've got a little bit of anxiety about life and they just, they seem like things are just tough. And, and I just want to tell them during that time that there is so much more in you than you have any idea mm. because when you have kids, <laughs> you find it, you dig deep yeah. and, and you find that inner strength that, <laughs> that God's <laughs> given you that you just don't have a choice about it. You've just got to dig deep and figure things out and love those kids and raise those kids and just, you know, keep going one day at a time. And so I think that, uh, as you have kids, you know, that was kind of a, a new season for us where it was like you start to become, for me, really become more of a man. Mm. And um, even though I was an adult, I think that being a man is um, having character and having a strength and having leadership to be able to lead your home and to lead your spouse and do some of these things uh, rather than just working a job and hanging out and, and having all this freedom before kids. And so that was kind of a, the next chapter in life for us um, was having kids. And we had one, didn't think that we could have kids. Doctor said, you can't have kids. So I think during that time too, um, you really get to see where your faith is at as well. Mm -hmm. And so developing faith from uh, where I was at, just beginning to live for God, it seemed like just, a short amount of years before that to that point where it was like, okay, now my faith is really going to be tested. Now I'm going to really see what God can do in my life. I, I have something that seems impossible that we've got to come into agreement and really see God move. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that seemed like it was one of the first times in life that it was like the rubber met the road and we had to just dig deep and see God move that it wasn't about somebody else's faith or it sounding good or God doing something in somebody else's life, but it was like, this is us. Yeah. This is something that we've got to see God do. And we dug deep and we put our faith on it and we saw God do a miracle. And so it was so incredible because yeah, we were able to start a family and uh, with our, our first son, Max. Um, but even beyond that, it was like, wow, that was a milestone in our faith to where we saw God move. And it was like, if we can see God do a miracle like that uh, in our lives, that God can can do anything. Mm -hmm. So whatever we were going to come up against, we, we had a greater faith. And uh, so that was just a huge moment for us and for our family. And then um, we're doing this podcast right now in our, at our house and actually in, in the very room that um, I found out that we were having our second child. I was, <laughs> I was painting the kitchen because it was a horrible, horrible yellow color. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just bad. I can't, 
can't imagine how that was ever in style. But anyway, I was painting it and Hope had just taken a pregnancy test. I don't know that she told me that she thought she was pregnant <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but she came out and uh, had the test in her hand and said, hey, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, you sure about that? And um, I was like, go, go, go get another test. Let's, let's be sure about this. And uh, because we thought the first time around, we had to believe God for a miracle. And um, man, when God healed her, he really healed her because she was <laughs> She she was pregnant again. And uh, so, you know, that was that was something. OK, now we have two kids. And um, so you're learning and you're growing during this time. And um, I think after having a second child, it was one of those things where um, things were busy professionally. Things were busy personally. We're we're growing family. And it felt like for me for a year, I was trying to try to find balance. Yeah, because it was like. Okay, there's a lot going on now uh-huh. with uh, with the church. There's a lot going on. We have two kids now, two young kids. We're both working. Yeah, we're both working. Uh, both very driven individuals, um, wanting to be at our best and accomplish the most, and all these different things. And so, um, I tell people, I think that I had to have three kids because <laughs> I was just a selfish person before getting married, and um, didn't know any better at the time. So I felt like, okay, having one kid, having Max, that got some selfishness out of me. And I felt like God looked down on me and was like, you're still selfish, Ryan. It's time for a second kid. So here's we, another boy. Yeah, here's another boy. So we had Lake and then there was still some selfishness left. And um, so then, then came Jagger. And so hopefully I got most of it out of me by this point. But anyway, um, so during that time, we were just trying to find balance, and especially for me. And I just felt like I wandered around for a year trying to figure out, like, is this going to get any easier? Because right now, this is really stressful a lot of days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, diapers and all these other things, changing two kids at once. And, you know, they're walking, they're learning to talk, they're doing all of these things. It's all brand new to you. And all this different stuff. And I ended up hearing a quote that just really helped me out towards the end of that year. And it talked about how balance is really a myth, that there's no such thing as balance. There's just prioritization. You have to learn what to say no to in different seasons of life and what to say yes to in different seasons of life. And it helped me out so much because I was like searching for a feeling um, that I was never going to get again. And that feeling was just having less to do, I guess. And uh, (laughs) for me, it was like, okay, I can do this now. I can prioritize things in life and um, make some adjustments that way. And it felt achievable for the first time after that. And um, so it's amazing how things can be so good. And you're seeing so much progress in life um, on the outside of things. But on the inside, sometimes you can really be searching and trying to figure out like what's next. Uh, how do I get more peace in my life? How do I get more joy in my life in the midst of a busy schedule and and having a family and, and trying to figure this out. And uh, so much of the time you you feel like the only person that's dealing with these struggles with uh, trying to figure out how to be a good parent and, and to balance it all and not realizing that every single person 
around our age is dealing with the same thing, but yeah. so few times people actually sit down and talk about it. And when yeah. you finally do, you just kind of laugh about it together. And it's like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that deals with um, trying to balance the stuff and the stress of it all yeah. and everything. But, you know, I think transitioning out of that season with, with being done having kids into the, the season that we're in right now, um, it's exciting for me because – you get to have your kids be at a different age now mm-hmm. where for me as a dad, I'm really getting to enjoy my boys more than ever because yeah, there's the watching them play sports and all these different things too. But I feel like they're now, especially with Max our oldest that he's, he's at the age where you can really begin to pour into him and he actually gets it. Mm-hmm. He's kind of halfway out of my house being 10 years old. I would imagine he's halfway out of my house. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when these kids will actually leave. But So we have three boys. Like Ryan mentioned, we have Maximus, who's 10, and we have Lake, who officially likes to go by Braden, his first name. Um, he just thinks it's way cooler than Lake. He is eight. And then Jagger is two months shy from turning five. So that's kind of the ages of our boys. Um, why don't you talk about a little bit, you when you were talking about how balance is a myth. So you were mentioning about, um, you know, different seasons where the, our boys were younger and what that was like, both of us working full time. And then um, now they've gotten a little bit older and we've kind of transitioned into this new season within you know, even my own life where mm-hmm. I'm not working um, for the church currently yeah. full time, but pursuing some other, yeah. you know, uh, different opportunities the Lord's given me with traveling and minister and things like that. So what would you say, like during those times when it was hard or mm-hmm. it was rough or you were questioning, am I a good dad? Because I think we all have that, you know, yeah. for honest, there's probably anybody that's listening has asked, you know, am I a good dad? Am I a good mom? Or will I be a good parent? Or, or how am I doing as a spouse? You know, where really is our life going right now? What would you say to all of that with the whole, this is us balancing kind of thing, but also like, in a little more, I guess, in-depth detail, like mm-hmm. from where you were out in, in where we were in our marriage to where we are now. And even with kids, like how did you overcome some of those hard spots, if you will, where you were questioning, are we doing this right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think one thing is just like you've got to throw a comparison out the window. And so uh, because the person that tells you they got it all figured out, they're a liar. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to get them out of your life because um, you need honest friends that yeah. are going to speak truth into your life. However, um, I do think that everybody needs to have somebody that can be a supply in different areas of their life to be a coach, if you will, mm-hmm. or to be a mentor, if you will, um, because there is going to be a friend that maybe they do marriage a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's going to be a friend and they're better at having fun than you are yeah. and you need them in your life. Or there's going to be somebody that maybe they're a little bit older and they've been through that season before. And so I, I think for me, I was horrible at trying to identify people to kind of be be friends with because I stayed so busy with, with our family and with work and things like that to where it was just like, I don't, 
I, I bought into the myth for so many years. Like I, I don't need friends to like go hang out with my wife's my best friend and that's the way it should be. But absolutely. You got to have other people in your life that yeah. God wants to bring in to kind of be a supply. Yeah. And so, um, the more I've done that, the more that that's helped me out during those times to where it's like, you had to have people that are going to speak into your life and different things and be a strength to you because there's going to be seasons and times, whether it's in marriage or whether it's raising kids, whatever it might be, where you're going to be feeling a little bit down. You're going to be feeling the struggle. It's going to feel a little bit more real during those times. And you need to, to have people in your life to be counselors, to speak wisdom, to give you strength during that time. Um, that will help you through those moments. Yeah. Um, I tell people when they're asking questions about like, you know, just marriage in general, they're a little bit younger. I tell them, Hey, here's one thing you got to make sure of is that there's going to be times when your spouse is down, you got to be strong and you got to be right during that time Yeah. so that you can be there for them. Because on the flip side, there's going to be times when you're down and, and you need some help that you need them to be strong. I said, what you got to make sure of is this, is that you're, you're both not down at the same time. Yeah. Cause that's, that's when you can get into trouble. But I, I think as far as balance goes, it's uh, it being a myth and you've got to prioritize those things in life. Um, one thing that you cannot neglect is this, is that I've, I've always had a little bit of a hard time with um, just doing things just for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I always want to kind of be a help to to you or to other people and just put myself last a lot of times. Yeah. And the more years that go by, I realize that I need to have time for me. I've got to have me time. I've got to put myself first. If I'm going to be any good to anybody else, because the more strength I have in my life, the more joy I have in my life, that's not me being selfish. That's me being healthy. Mm-hmm. And the healthier I can be, the better dad I can be, the better spouse I can be, um, the better I can be at every hat that I wear in my life. And, you know, I did this goal setting thing a few years ago. One of the questions that I asked, I said, what's the biggest lesson that you learned from the year before? Because the the insight was that you don't want to repeat the same mistakes that mm-hmm. you made the year before. Yeah. And I realized this. I said, if I'm not where I want to be spiritually, then nothing else will be right in my life. That I've, I've looked back at different years and realized that the seasons I've spent more time with God, I'm at my very best. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like an obvious thing, but it's the simple things that are the most powerful. Yeah. And for me, it's like the times in life where I've probably been the most stressful mm-hmm. and, and struggled with um, balance and different things that it's really just been, I got too busy for God during those seasons mm-hmm. where I didn't spend as much time reading my Bible, didn't spend as much time um, in prayer and different things like that. Didn't spend as much time writing down the things God was speaking to my heart. And you're just day to day. You don't take a break to really have perspective. And so looking back at it to be like, these are absolutes in my life for me to be at my best um, in every season, this season, and then the upcoming seasons. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears a second um, Ryan was just kind of talking about how Jesus is like the most important thing involved in not just an individual's life, but obviously the focal point of what a marriage should be based on and bringing kids in the mix and everything. Like it's easy to get so sidetracked with the busyness of life and the task and the assignments and 
asking those questions, you know, am I doing this right in my marriage? Am I a good husband, a good wife, a good father, mother? Am I doing what God is wanting me to do career-wise and all that kind of thing? I want to close out today's session with, babe, if there was any advice that you could say that you could give any of our listeners, and I think this is so good just because obviously people can learn from other people, but Um, you know, there's some things as a man that you can communicate to our other male listeners or people that follow us on social media, even that I think it's so needful and good for not just the women listeners to hear, but also the male listeners about what, you know, what advice can you give that you've seen out of your own life, um, throughout the history of all these years that, maybe we could carry in with us in this new year of 2020 with, you know, marital advice or what have you seen in our marriage that has worked or even, um, you know, raising kids and doing the whole calling and career thing. Like what are some life lessons that you have learned? I think that there's, there's two things that, that come to mind immediately and it's, it's patience and it's being a good listener. Um, both with your family and, and then also with God too. I think so many times, like over the years, um, you want to see something happen faster, whether it's you want to see something change in, in your family or your marriage or with your kids. You just always want it done now mm-hmm. so you can move on to the next thing And because there's always so much stuff going on. And so I think learning to be patient with the people that are close to you Uh, with your spouse, with your kids, people that you work with, whatever it might be that people are imperfect. Yeah. And it takes time. It takes time for me to change as a person. Mm -hmm. And so me realizing that it's like, okay, if it takes that much time for me to change some things in my life, it's going to take time for my sons to change something, some sort of behavior that I want just to be done and dealt with or uh, if it's something in marriage where it's like, I just, I want to see us make progress in, in this area here. I just want to communicate better or whatever it might be where it's like, I've got to learn to be patient. God is so patient with me yeah. and has been so patient with me from, from the time that we've got married until, until this very day where it's like, I need to demonstrate that same kind of patience. It's when I get impatient that I try to make things happen in my own strength or my own power. And I just try to main handle that thing to just get it done and get it dealt with. And that always gets messy mm-hmm. and it always becomes just more of a problem when I try to do it rather than like God do it. And so I think that being patient with the people around you that you love the most, um, that that's something that you just got to do. Otherwise you'll stay frustrated mm-hmm. and realizing that like, People are patient with me. God is patient with me. I need to be patient with other people. Now, that's so so much easier said than done, obviously. But um, in addition to that, I think that being patient with what God wants to do in your life as well. Mm-hmm. There's always something that God's spoken to all of our hearts or given us a direction, uh, whether it's how to lead our family or, or something up, up ahead on the horizon of time that a dream in your heart or whatever it might be that you feel like, I think God wants me to do this, whatever it might be, where it's like, be patient with God's timing. Uh, I think, yes, be active with your faith and believe for the things that he's put in your heart to do. 
but it's so much better to be patient and let God do things in his perfect timing so that he can add riches with no sorrow. Mm. Because when we try to do things like in our own strength, or we try to speed up God's timing with things that there's going to be sorrow with it. There's probably going to be some sort of pain and heartache and it's just going to end up to be troublesome in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. So I think be patient with God's timing and realize that his ways and his times and his thoughts, they're just better. He's smarter than we are. Mm -hmm. And we may not understand it going through that moment, why it's taking so long with certain things. Mm -hmm. But when we get on the other side of it, we'll realize that God added this thing to my life and it's just so good. And there's, there's no tears with it. There's no sorrow with it. There's no pain with it. It's just right. Yeah. And I think the other side of it is, is so I mentioned two things. One was patience and the other one was just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get impatient, you don't want to listen. Yeah. And in order to listen, you've got to be in close proximity with somebody. Mm-hmm. You've got to take time out, look them in the eyes and just be a good listener. Yeah. But so much of the time I realized that when talking with you about something that maybe you're going through or, or with the boys or having a challenge with something, they just want dad to be quiet and, <laughs> and just listen. Yeah. Because it's a tendency for me to be impatient and just like get to the point, get to the point. <laughs> let me help you solve the problem so we can move on to the next thing. Cause I'm just a problem solver by nature. And I just, I want to help you work this thing out immediately so yeah. I can get a smile on your face and we can get a skip back in our step and just let's go with it. Yeah. But so much of the time, I just want you to listen, especially like, Max, our oldest son, he is a details guy. Yes. And sometimes <laughs> that honestly wears me out. And yeah. I'm pretty detailed too. Yeah. So and he, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. He, he gets the details from you for sure on that. <laughs> and sometimes I have to take about three or four deep breaths while he's telling the story about <laughs> what happened at school today, the, the latest school drama or whatever it was with his buddies, your, your best friends today, we're not friends anymore. Like yeah. What happened? And then 10 minutes later, he's telling a story that should have took a minute and a half. <laughs> But it's not about me in those moments or like when you're sharing something that happened in your day or something that's on your heart. Yeah. I'll make a mistake if I just try to speed that up because there is something valuable, I think, powerful about just taking time to listen because it shows care and and it shows love. Yeah. And so I think taking time to listen and giving your presence to those that you love. Yeah. And giving them your undivided attention. That it just pays dividends in those relationships mm-hmm. and just adds a strength to them. I think the same is true with God where it's like, I've got to be patient and take time out and pull away from life and from busyness and get quiet and listen to God mm-hmm. because he is going to do more in my life in five minutes mm-hmm. than I can do in five days trying to work out a problem so true, or or trying to get an answer on something. Mm -hmm. And he can download to me how to deal with a situation with one of my kids or something at work or how to do something within our marriage in five minutes that I've been struggling with for five days or for weeks trying to figure it out. And so me taking time and just listening to God and, and listening to those that, um, I love and I care about, um, it helps put me in a position to be able to just be more successful mm-hmm. in those relationships. 
And uh, so I think that those are two things that I, I would say to the listeners is that be patient with yourself, be patient with other people because things takes time. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, just be a good listener yeah. because you'll learn so much more from God and from those that you care about, um, about what they truly need and how mm-hmm. you can help them. So good. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Beefcake, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me, being on today's episode of Hashtag This Is Us. I know you guys enjoyed hearing all about Beefcake and what he's doing. We'll have to get him back on the podcast. Casters, thank you so much for listening in today. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with others if you really enjoyed today's episodes or even some previously episodes. few things I want to make mention to you that you may not know about is our online Hope merch store. You can click the link in the bio on Instagram and it'll take you directly to the page where you can buy all the latest trends on the Hope merch. You can also find me on other social media platforms such as Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, just look for at Hope Lamberson. Even check out my website to learn more of who I am at hopelamberson.com. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is hope. We'll see you back here next month on Straight Talk with Hope.